Thank you for joining the worship services of Shoto, Brady, and Dutton United Methodist Churches. I'm Pastor Julie King, and I'm so grateful for digital technology that allows you to join us from wherever you are in the world. You can join us every week by clicking the links on our Facebook at facebook.com shotoumc or on our website at umshoto.net. If you like what we are doing and would like to financially support us in ministry, you can find more contact information on our website, and again, that's umshoto.net. We're so grateful that you are joining us. Our scripture reading this week comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's verses 12 through 31a. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot were to say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. And if the ear were to say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? And if the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single, single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that think we less honorable, we clothe with greater honor and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now, you are all the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speaks in, speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Hi everyone. Just wanted to give you a quick update. Unfortunately, COVID did end up moving through our family and we have six positive cases in our house and so we remain quarantined through Monday. And so I am joining you all from home again this week. Fortunately, we've I think hopefully got through the worst of it and are healing up. We are hanging in there and doing okay. And for the most part have had moderate to mostly mild symptoms. Um, actually, a couple of the kids have been completely asymptomatic, but did test positive. So we are glad that we are almost through it and definitely looking forward to being together with you all in person next week. But for this week, I am of course recording again because I don't want to risk spreading any germs and passing this along to any of you. Last week, we started our Building Character Sermon Series and focused on the gifts of the Spirit. We talked about how everyone has such a very different and unique gift, but all of these gifts are so important and they all come from the same Spirit. When all of these gifts of the Spirit are activated by the Spirit, they join together in this wonderful balance and harmony that helps bring the kingdom of God to life in this world. For this week, our scripture reading does continue on in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And so you probably already have an idea of where this is going. It is going to really look at how all of these gifts do combine as one and what they look like as one body with many, many members. As I think about all of these gifts combining, I'm reminded of one of my favorite childhood cartoons, Captain Planet. It was this cartoon about all of the planeteers and they wore these rings and they would put their rings up in the air and say earth, wind, fire, water, and I think heart was the last one. And these rays of light would shine out of the rings and then they'd combine up in the sky. And when they did, there was this huge burst of light and this powerful voice would come on and say, when your powers combine, I am Captain Planet. I think somewhere embedded in my memories, that's what I think of as all of our spiritual gifts combine. They all work together and become one. And when they do, there's this amazing, powerful thing that happens. And maybe we all don't hear the voice of God saying, you know, when your powers combine, but as our powers combine or as our gifts combine, the voice of God definitely is heard among people. So why don't we take a real look at what that means with all of our unique spiritual gifts coming together as one. In our scripture reading this week, Paul again is writing a letter to the people of Corinth and he's concerning one body with many members in this writing. Now the imagery that Paul uses is 
pretty simple and it's very easy for all of us to understand and relate to. He puts it into the imagery of our own human bodies. So if we think about our own human bodies, we all know that while it might seem like the brain or the heart is the most essential part of our body, every part of our body is significant and every part of our body works together as one. We all realize or hopefully realize that even the little toe is important. The purpose of the little toe, of course, is to help keep us balanced as we stand up, as we're moving around, as we're on our feet. But if we stub that little toe or it gets hurt, it is not just that little toe that hurts. It hurts and impacts the whole entire body in a very, very big way. A lot of times, different imagery is used to explain the body of Christ. You can think about it as one huge piece of machinery or equipment. I often think about my dad and my grandpa during harvest time. It was inevitable that something was going to break down every year at harvest on our combine. Many times that breakdown was simply because of a very small bolt. A little bolt that only costs a few cents was essential to the operation of that machinery. And if that little bolt broke, it could shut down the entire harvest until they realized and found which bolt it was that was broken and had shut down the function of that machine. And so it is with the body of Christ. There are many, many members in the body of Christ but each are so very important. And when one hurts, even the smallest, most seemingly insignificant part of the body of Christ, it makes us all hurt. Just like that little toe can make the whole human body hurt so much. Now, as we think about the body of Christ, we of course think of it as the whole body of Christ, the church universal around this world. <clears throat> and that is the body of Christ, all of God's people. But for today, I want us to slim that down a little bit and really think about the body of Christ that makes up the Shoto, Brady, and Dutton United Methodist Churches. We might seem like our parish is so small and insignificant to the rest of the global church. But just as the scripture talks about, just as the imagery of the machinery talks about, we are very important, very, very important. And if we think about our own individual parish, each one of us within our parish are also extremely important. So I want you to think for a second, which part of the body of Christ within our parish are you? It's easy for us to think about people in our parish whose names and faces we see a lot, the ones that we perhaps think of as vital members. I'm sure all of you probably know my face, you probably know my name, or at least I hope you do by now. 
I also am very confident that all of you probably know Lila very, very well. You probably know our musicians. You probably know the scripture readers because you see their faces, you hear their voices. It's easy to think who does things in our church and identify those people because those are the ones that you see. But oftentimes we overlook those whose faces and voices we do not see and hear a lot. The ones who take hours out of their week to write cards on behalf of the church, to make phone calls and say, hey, how are you doing? How is it with your soul? The ones who spend hours counting money and making deposits each week, the ones who trim trees, the ones who shovel the sidewalks. There are so many parts of our church that maybe we don't always remember or think about often, but they are so essential to the function and operation of our church. But going beyond that, that there's so, so much importance to representing our church out there in the community and well beyond the walls of the church. It is extremely important to remember those who are generous and kind and caring. Everywhere they go, they have a smile on their face, whether it's at a ball game or whether it's in the post office. They take time to say, hey, how are you? How's your day? Or maybe they just simply smile and make another person smile. Those people, I feel like, are the most essential parts of the body of Christ. I want us to think about churches, our churches in particular. And I want us to pause and think about this question. What are the good things that we are doing? Not the things that used to be good or not the things that we should be doing for right now at least, but what are the good things that we currently do in our church? To take that now a step farther, I do want you to think about the things that we should be doing. What are the things that come to your mind that are not being done but you think we should do? Now that is a deep question. Most of us can pretty easily think of five to 10 things that we think the church should be doing. But to take that a little bit farther, why aren't those things happening? What are your answers to why those things are not currently happening in the church? That is a question that has been asked for probably the last 20 years or more. Churches have statistically seen declines in attendance and the number of ministries, especially outreach ministries. There might be new ones that start, but they eventually sizzle out. There are surveys and research that are done on these questions all the time. And the five most likely answers to these questions, the question of why things aren't happening anymore or why the things that should be happening are not happening, is that one, we don't have enough people. Two, we've aged out. It's time for someone else to do it. 
three, all of those are things that the pastor should be doing. Four, that's always something that Sam or Sally did and they're no longer with us. Or five, we need young people in our church to do it. We've got to get young people. Hmm. So now what? The harsh yet simple reality to that is that it's not as easy to make those things happen as it seems. And the reality is we are who we are. We can't bring people into the church that are not there or do not know about us or have no reason to come. We also can't blame others for the reason that things are not happening. And we can't compare ourselves to others. We can't compare ourselves to other churches or who we used to be. I think that the answer to the things that we should be doing is found in the scripture. The scripture from last week, this week, the ones that we'll be reading in the weeks to come throughout this series. The reminder that each of us are so unique and that we all have gifts. And our parish, our little churches, we are essential to the body of Christ. And every single one of us within those churches are essential parts of our body of Christ within our churches. It is important for us to recognize which part that we are. We cannot think to ourselves, well, because we are mostly elderly or because we are a small church that we don't matter, that we can't make a difference. We are exactly who we were created to be at this time. And we are very important. We are important to the body of Christ. We are important to our community. So keeping that thought in mind, who are we? Who is it that makes up our church? What is our church? What makes our church what it is? Who are the people in our church? Well, one of them is you. Every single one of you who is watching this right now are an essential part to our parish. And so I want you to think going forward, what is it that you have been blessed with? What is your spiritual gift? Or maybe multiple spiritual gifts that you have. And what is it that you need to be spiritually fed? What helps you to know God more? What do we have already within our church that we should be using? What ways can we better relate and reach out into the community with what we have? How can we embrace who we are? I had a little bit of an epiphany moment a couple of weeks ago during, well, epiphany of all times. And it was the realization that if you build it, they will come does not always apply, especially in a church setting 
or at least not in the ways that we think that it does. It does not matter which new program or ministry you build, people who have walked past a church for 10 or 15 years are not going to turn their heads and give it any attention or really even a second thought. What does need built is relationships. Relationships that are personal, ones that are not targeted for a church ministry the way that we've always known church ministry to be, but relational in the sense that it builds love and shows trust, and, or sorry, builds trust and shows love, and that we really get to know each other. We get to know who another person is and why they are the way they are. And then at some point in time in those relationships, as those people get to know you, they'll wonder, why is Christ so important to you? Why is your church important to you? And then it's at that moment that you can share your story and why these parts are of your life are significant and why they matter to you. And maybe that's how you invite people in to being part of what we have going on. Maybe that's how you invite them to be a part of the body of Christ. So with that thought and realization in mind, as we think about these spiritual gifts and we think about the body of Christ, what relationships do you already have in the world? And what new relationships with new people can you build? And as those relationships build, are you willing to share the importance of church and Christ in that relationship? My hope is that we as the Shoto, Brady, and Dutton United Methodist Parish will embrace who we are in the body of Christ right now what we have, who we are as people, that we will embrace that and realize that we are unique and we are wonderful and we were created as this group of people to be an essential part of the body of Christ. I hope that we will focus on relationships with one another, that we will work towards ways that fulfill our own spiritual needs, but we will also work on relationships in the community and that we will show love and compassion and grace and understanding, that we will show kindness to people, that we will focus on building relationships outside of the church. And as that happens, I do hope that each of you will share with others why Christ is important to you, what Christ has done in your life, and how that has helped you to become a part of the body of Christ. I hope that you will invite others into that conversation. I truly, truly believe that it is time that we do some bodybuilding. Amen. that I may see glimpses of truth thou hast for me place in my hands the wonderful key 
That shall unclasp and set me free Silently now I wait for thee Ready, my God, thy will to see Open my eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Open my ears that I may hear Voices of truth thou sendest clear And while the wave notes fall on my ear Everything false will disappear Silently now I wait for thee Ready my God thy will to see Open my ears, illumine me Spirit divine Open my mouth and let me bear Gladly the warm truth everywhere Open my heart and let me prepare Love with thy children thus to share Silently now I wait for thee Ready my God thy will to see Open my heart illumine 